Well, hello again. Welcome back to the next phase with Steve Key podcast. I feel like I need that old theme song from Welcome Back Cotter for this interview as I welcome Pete Karagiorgis. Now, he's the Director of Industry and Consumer Relations with Insurance Bureau of Canada, my former employer. Now, I had the pleasure of working with Pete over the last decade at IBC. I have to say he's a great storyteller, a wonderful spokesperson for the property and, and casualty uh, insurance industry here in Canada. So welcome to the show, Pete. Hi, Steve. It's great to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, having a nice conversation. Well, over our years at IBC, we often talked about uh, the need to speak more on sort of the insurance 101 issues, giving quick and simple answers to what I learned over time was a very complicated uh, product. Now, I, I want to focus this discussion on auto insurance. And, you know, I have lots of friends. I'm sure you do too. Every time you go out, they hear you work in the insurance industry and they, they say the bottom line, we pay a lot for insurance. And I, I need to ask you, why are we pay what we do for insurance? Well, there are, there are many factors that go into uh, the price of an insurance policy and, and the premiums that we pay. And, and, you know, talking about stories, one of my favorite examples is um, comparing insurance or any other product to, to a cup of coffee. As most of us pre-pandemic, we'd have our cup of coffee in the morning, we'd go into the coffee shop and, and uh, order our coffee and pay for it. And so without really giving much thought in terms of the price and what goes into that cup of coffee, so the labor, uh, transportation of getting the materials to that location, all sorts of things that if you can imagine go into the price of a cup of coffee. Insurance is no different. There are many factors that go into the price that people pay for their insurance. First and foremost, it's your driving record. It's how good a driver are you? Have you had prior claims? Have you had any uh, convictions for traffic violations on your driving record? Um, good drivers are gonna get better rates than those who aren't that good. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, is it an average vehicle? Is it more expensive than average? Is it a high-end sports car with a high loss ratio, high, high number of claims? Um, that makes a difference. How much driving you do also is another factor. The, it shows this and data shows that the more time people spend on the road, the greater the likelihood is that they will ultimately have an insurance claim. <clears throat> so if you are driving more, the odds are that there's greater potential to have that claim. And so you'll likely be charged for that as well. Now, we... <clears throat> I get people that say, you know, I don't understand why my insurance goes up or I don't understand why my company has dropped me for some reason. I had someone call me last week and they said, uh, yeah, my wife has had uh, two at-fault collisions over the last year and the insurance company doesn't want to insure. And I, I tried to explain that each company is going to be a little bit different and that, you know, maybe they need to, to, to look around. Well, they're going to have to need to look around right now. How long are these collisions and 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 the tickets? How long are they actually on your record where they may have an effect on what you pay for insurance? So, and that's a good question. <clears throat> yes, those things do stay on your record uh, three years and six years. And so, a collision typically is on your record for six years, and a moving violation, a conviction under your driver's license, uh, three years. Uh, so, you have to have a clean record beyond typically six years. And that's where, you know, that six star 
rating kind of comes in is, is if your driving record has been clean for six years, then um, that first year afterwards, you're building up uh, your driving profile. So you're one star. So after the second year, clean two stars and so on and so forth. Now, you, um, you know, a lot of people get their license at 16. I, I got my license at 16 and it, it took some time for what I would see in terms of rates to actually come down. Now, why, why would a 16-year-old driver versus, say, a 30-year-old driver, why would, they, why would they be rated differently? Well, there's, there's a few different reasons, and, and, and it really comes down to the data and the numbers. And, and in, in, the insurance industry has people who are called actuaries, and, and these are folks who have a math background and a look at data and statistics. And the statistics show that those people who lack uh, experience behind the wheel, um, young drivers, uh, new drivers, and those people who uh, perhaps uh, uh, at the other end of the scale, uh, may have some health issues with older drivers, have the highest number of collisions and claims. And so a 16-year-old, um, thankfully, we do have a graduated licensing system here in Ontario, as do most other provinces, um, which allows people to get experience behind the wheel before they can fully drive on their own without sort of supervision and, and uh, stipulations being put on them. Um, but it's those 16, 18, 24-year-olds, those, those people for the most part, you know, you don't have a lot of, of um, responsibilities. Uh, if you own a car and, and maybe have a job, great, but you likely don't have a family, don't have a mortgage, uh, don't have a lot of other concerns that sort of drive your decision making uh, when you're younger. When you're older, um, you want to be a little, you're typically a little more responsible because you recognize, um, you know, that, and, and you're usually paying full freight as opposed to in some cases where uh, young drivers are, are borrowing their parents' cars. Um, and so uh, the data is really what comes down to. And the data shows that, that those at the uh, newer end of the driver spectrum and, and those at the older end of the driver spectrum are the ones that have the greatest number of claims compared to the people who are, say, middle-aged or uh, drivers who have. Uh, experience. And, and that's the other thing is, is that, you know, for a first time driver, driving in snow and ice and, and bad weather conditions is an experience. You know, you don't typically takes you a while to get comfortable uh, with road conditions, with driving at night, with driving on highways, especially in around the GTHA with how congested and, and, and busy and, and, and crazy they can be. So it's going to take some time for people to develop that confidence and that skill set. And so uh, as people go on over the years, um, their driving habits hopefully improve uh, and their rates also improve because of that. We've often, we speak about uh, the understanding of what's in your policy. Uh, so if I'm getting a an insurance policy on my vehicle, what are some of the key things I should be looking at? Well, one of the things that most people look at is how much it's going to cost. And that's understandable. Um, you need to look at the types of coverages uh, that you uh, need uh, or want. Uh, for example, collision, comprehensive damage to your car, physical damage coverages, those are usually optional, unless your vehicle is leased or financed. And, and typically then, financing company or the leasing company is going to want that vehicle to be fully protected and fully insured. So you may not have options. In older vehicles, you may have, uh, again, the ability to remove some of those coverages. So you want to look at um, the, the type of uh, coverages you have on it, 
as well as the, the, your deductible. And the deductible is, is a basic thing that many times you hear about, but it's a question of do people really know what the deductible is? The deductible is that portion of the claim, typically when you're at fault, if there's no one else at fault, um, that you pay before the insurance company pays. So for example, if you have a $1,000 deductible on your collision and you drive into a, uh, you're in a parking garage and you rub up against a, a cement pole, um, you know, perhaps no damage to the pole, but perhaps a few thousand dollars damage to your car. And so your insurance company, if they assess the damage at say $3,000, um, they would pay the amount in excess of the deductible. So if the damage is $1,000 and your deductible is $1,000, well, your insurance company isn't going to pay anything. But if your damage is $3,000 and you have a $1,000 deductible, you pay the first thousand and the insurance company covers the rest. So that is where deductible is important to understand and, and, and you can adjust your deductible um, and if you increase your deductible, have a higher deductible, you may be saving on your premiums. So there are things there that you can do to save on how much you're paying for your car insurance through your deductible. I was surprised that the, the trend over the last couple of years, um, you know, we've always talked about things like fraud as being a, a factor in the pricing of insurance policies. But the biggest trend I noticed in the last three years was the cost of repairing a vehicle. It used to be, I dinged my bumper, I could drop a new bumper onto my vehicle, but the cars today are so, you know, electronically enhanced that, that these costs are, are just growing in, in crazy terms. And, and that has to be a factor. Oh, that definitely is a factor. And, and, and even something as simple, Steve, and I think we're both of similar vintages. You can remember um, going up and down neighborhoods where people would have their cars up on blocks, changing the oil on, on their own vehicles. And, and it'd you know, be easy to access uh, the engine and, and the various plugs and, and your oil filter. Um, now cars are getting, there's more equipment under the hood, uh, behind the bumpers, a lot more electronics. Technicians are needed more so, diagnostic systems. Um, weekend mechanic can't really do a lot of that work. So when it comes to a collision claim, uh, you can just imagine, especially with a bumper uh, and, and other things that have sensors in them and, and cameras, the cost to repair and replace a vehicle now uh, has grown exponentially considerably because of all the electronic devices uh, and, and all the specialty uh, trades that are needed uh, to do that work. It's, it's not just uh, putting some Bondo in the side of your bumper and uh, you know, putting some paint on it and you're good to go. Uh, now you need to realign all your sensors because your parking monitor, your, your tire pressure monitors, all these types of things uh, may be out of whack and out of kilter because of that small collision. And if I'm not happy with what I'm being offered by my insurance company, am I penalized for shopping around? Not if you uh, shop around when your policy comes up for renewal. You know, you, you can you can do so freely at the end of your policy period, and policies are typically 12 months long or year policies. So when you get your renewal, usually 45 days uh, to two months before your policy comes is scheduled to renew. Um, when you get it in the mail, that's the best time to shop around. Now, if uh, no, I know that in part of your role, you oversee a, a group of insurance professionals who are happy to answer questions. If someone has insurance questions about their car, their home, um, 
or, or their, even their business, uh, you know, how do they contact IBC? Well, there's a couple of ways to get a hold of uh, our consumer center staff. Uh, they're a tremendous resource and, and ready and willing and able to answer any questions you have on home, car, home, or business insurance. And, and you can reach us uh, through our website, which is www.ibc.ca. There's a contact us form on the main page or insurance questions, uh, or you can call and uh, our team's working remotely. So you're gonna have to leave a message when you call and we're pretty good at calling people right back. And the phone number to reach uh, our consumer staff is 1-844-227-5422. Or for those people like me who uh, prefer catchy little uh, phrases with phone numbers, it's 1-844, the number two, ask IBC. So again, it's uh, 1-844-2 ask IBC. Well, there you go. So for every one of my friends out there that uh, have insurance questions, you can bypass me altogether and talk to these wonderful folks at IBC. Pete, uh, thank you for this. Uh, again, our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Buzzsprout, just to name a few. If you have a good story to tell, uh, contact me. Uh, I'll leave my email in the description to this, uh, but also through Twitter or Instagram at Steve underscore key. Uh, and I just want to make sure that you're safe out there. You're well protected. Why I had Pete on here and uh, I hope you have a wonderful day.